No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. It is the Friday night edition of the once a week show we like to call The Daily Boogie. How the fuck are you? <laughs> Hope you've been well. Hope you've been looking after yourself out there. I certainly have. And yes, today is the hangover stream because like an idiot, I stayed up till 3am 3, 3 in the morning yesterday, this morning, today, whatever it is. And uh, drinking, drinking heavily. Uh, talking with BE from the UK, the BE reporter, following on from last night's edition of The Starting Block, which was also a drunken rambling mess for about three hours. An absolute and complete fucking shit show. So after that wrapped up, we thought, you know what, let's just hang around and have a chat for another four or five hours on top of that. And then, of course, like towards the end, in comes Canadian Jim. Hey, I saw you guys were in the voice chat. How you doing, eh? And if you know anything about Jim N-Word, you'll know that uh, my alcoholism is probably matched only by a handful of people on planet Earth, and Jim would happen to be one of them. And when I say alcoholism, I don't mean like you just, you drink every day. I mean, you know, someone who can, someone who could drink probably most other people under the table. <laughs> so if it, if it were in old Western terms, I would walk into the saloon you know, and be like, I'll drink every pussy in this bar under the table. Ding. And everyone would run out screaming, except for Jim, who would sit there and go, well, bring it on, eh? <laughs> that sounds like a challenge to me. So he stayed up till, I don't know, 7 a.m. his time. And we were drinking heavily and all is well. So when I woke up at 8 a.m. this morning after having gone to bed at like 3 or 3.30... Uh, I was still in two minds as to whether or not we would even do a stream today. <laughs> I was that close to pulling the pin. I was that close to pulling the trigger on it and saying, nah, not going to happen. But you know what? Uh, I've got a couple of handy hangover preparation tips for you if you want to know them. The first one, before you go to bed, make sure you drink like a big you know, a big jug or something of water and take take your painkillers and your paracetamol before you go to sleep. That's key. That is fundamental. Don't wait until you wake up to take the paracetamol. Take it before you go to bed and I'm telling you, you'll wake up a hundred times better. So I got up this morning. It's Red Bull sausage rolls and yes, to answer BE in the chat earlier who suggested that I wouldn't be doing mimosas this morning. Uh, how about you know, we just do this here. Because, let me tell you, sir, the mimosas are back on. <laughs> so I'm pouring one out now. So if you have a drink and you want to join me, why not? A friendly hangover mimosa for a cozy daily boogie stream ladies and gentlemen your friday night my saturday i've got stuff to do um luckily for me people send me stuff through the week 
Because otherwise, again, because of last night, I would have had no prep. No articles, no videos, no ideas, no clue. And I guess, you know, the luxury of under-preparation is I don't, I'm not really married to anything in the rundown. <laughs> so we can kind of go in whatever direction you want. Throw something out there if you want us to cover it. I really don't mind. I'm in that kind of a mood. Just pouring out my orange juice here. So if you would, ladies and gentlemen, join us. Ah. Hangover mimosas. Not much beats it, I'm telling you. Yes, you have the diarrhea. Carrier monkey in the chat, but what about the diarrhea? The diarrhea does happen as well, but you deal with that because you're drunk, so it's okay. Mr. Turnip's in the chat. Also, this sounds weird, but if you go to bed drunk, consider taking diarrhea medicine first. Both alcohol and diarrhea dehydrate you, and a hangover is caused by excessive dehydration. Yes, that's why I drink the water. Winning TV with a diamond, top shelf scotch and drugs before bed, no hangover. There you go. That's Winning TV's tip for the budding young alcoholics out there. And of course, we we uh, you know absolutely support young alcoholics in everything they do, and we hope they work out well. Uh, little old Australia's been making the news in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a good time when Australia makes the news in America. It's it's always good news, clearly. That's a lie. Crocodile Dundee was a long time ago and nobody cares about it anymore. So now whenever we make the news, it's for stuff like this. Um, The Australian Open, the tennis, is about to take place in sunny Victoria, which is officially the most lockdown city on planet Earth for the last two years. They've been in lockdown more than anyone. And next week, I think start actually might be starting on the weekend, uh, they are welcoming the, the world's top tennis players to one of their four Grand Slams, they call them. They're welcoming all the world's top tennis players to their shores, except one guy. Everyone except the best player in the world. He won't be playing. He's not allowed uh, because of some complications to do with, yes, you guessed it, his vaccine status, or as we like to call it, his community safety score uh, checklist here on this show. Because, of, of course, the amount that you care for the community can be measured in how many boosters you've had. <laughs> if you've had two jabs and one booster, you're a good person. Two jabs only, you're kind of okay. One jab, well, you may as well be unvaxxed, and if you're unvaxxed, Fuck you. That's generally how the scoring system goes for showing how much you care about community safety. And Novak Djokovic, best player in the world, and that's that is how you say it, by the way, Djokovic or Djokovic. It's been some very interesting pronunciations in the media over the last few days. But generally accepted Novak Djokovic. Djokovic. You've got to put yourself in the mind of a Yugoslavian grandfather. Novak Djokovic. Djokovic, you fucking cunt. You fucking cock. 
I had a friend who was Croatian and his dad used to always say to us, don't be a fucking cock, mate. Very heavy Croatian accent. You're in here playing your stupid music. You've got to learn your fucking scales, you cock. <laughs> Basically, is how he, how he spoke to everyone. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. So Novak Djokovic, fucking unvaxxed cock, tried to get in country. Now, he's going for the, for the record of Grand Slam wins, by the way. Himself and two other tennis players are all tied on 20 Grand Slams, be from the UK and me last night which makes this oh so more delicious because now he's basically being denied the right to go for the title, (laughs) which would set him in front of his two great competitors in the sport that he's in. All three of them are like, you know, three of the greatest of of all time and they all happen to be playing at the same time, which is ridiculous. When has that ever happened? So (laughs) he's not been allowed in. Now, the irony of this is, of course, uh, I love the idea that, you know, morbidly obese, substance-abusing government employees and bureaucrats would say to one of the, you know, fittest people probably on planet Earth, one of the top athletes on on the planet, that he is now a health risk. And therefore, him being in the country is inherently unsafe for everyone else, which is ridiculous, (laughs) clearly. I mean, he's probably one of the healthiest guys on planet Earth. And, you know, sorry, we can't stamp your vaccine card. <laughs> you're, a, uh, you're a health risk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That thought brings me joy that we have, you know, progressed to such a state in such a short amount of time. It's only been a couple of years and we're already doing this. So imagine how fun it's going to be in a couple of years from now. Two more weeks, even. So let's have a look. Little old Australia making the news. CNN, ladies and gentlemen. The Australian government has revoked the visa for Novak Djokovic, Djokovic. just three days before the start of the Australian Novak Open. Djokovic. Djokovic is the number one seed in the tournament. He is also unvaccinated and... A- <laughs> It's become a new stat. (laughs) It's become something that sports journalists talk about now. Novak Djokovic, number one seed in the world. He's coming into this Grand Slam in tremendous form. He won his last two tournaments. He's been working on his backhand recently, and he's also unvaccinated. (laughs) Like that fucking reason. (laughs) But now now it does. You know, we're going to... One day, we're going to be on our knees begging... For everybody to just go back to... you know, Remember when they were going through that period of announcing every time a black woman got a job? <laughs> right? Oh, we've got a, a new black woman mayor. A new black woman police chief. A new black woman is writing a movie. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. It's not that, not that big of a deal, really. You're going to be praying to go back to those days where that's all they said. You know... One of the world's most vaccinated athletes is joining us on the show this morning. Yeah, he's such a good guy. He cares so much about community safety. If we could only have their vaccine status in our fantasy football drafts, then we would know. You see. But, <laughs> Novak Djokovic, number one tennis player in the world, who's also unvaccinated. <gasps> <sighs> 
Incredible. Honey, did you know he's not vaccinated? Really? How is he still so good? I don't know. Maybe because his heart doesn't explode when he runs around. Maybe because his carotid artery won't rupture and kill him while he's playing tennis, maybe. Maybe he has that confidence. Who knows? Uh, for Novak Djokovic, just three days before the start of the Australian Open, uh-huh. Djokovic is the number one seed in the tournament. Yep. He is also unvaccinated. Oh. And Australia is struggling with rising case numbers and has been invested. So we couldn't allow one more person in. <laughs> that's, that's the story they tried to tell you. Look, Australia is struggling with case numbers, Bob. There was 45,000 cases yesterday, so they clearly couldn't let this one guy in to play tennis. <laughs> Back to you, Bob. Well, that sounds perfectly logical to me, Sandra. I mean, if you got 45,000 people who have COVID and one of the world's premier athletes travels to your country, I mean, can you really take the risk? <laughs> can you really take the risk of one more guy having it? I don't think you can. Sorry, can't let you in, bro. (laughs) No, sorry, we'll put you in a detention facility for a few days first. Then we'll kick you out. (laughs) Because, like I said, you're a health risk, Novak. Got to take your vaccine, you stupid cock. Vaccinated, and Australia is struggling with rising case numbers and has been investigating a series of errors and discrepancies in the tennis star's COVID testing and travel documents. Djokovic now faces deportation. If deportation. he is ordered to leave, he will be unable to defend his Australian Open title. That's, un- that's fairly obvious, isn't it? You know, I've got a revelation, a revelation here, Sandra. Did you know that if he is deported and forced to leave the country, he will not be able to defend his title? What analysis here on CNN. Incredibly, if Novak Djokovic is forced to leave the country, his title will go undefended. (laughs) Because he won't be playing because he won't be in the fucking country. Back to you, Bob. Fucking the insight you get on the news is just next level. Unable to break the Grand Slam record, he covets at least... We can, all, we can all be so well informed after watching these things, can't we? For now, Djokovic is appealing the ruling. Yeah. Australian Immigration Minister Alex Hawke released a statement that says his decision was made in the public inter- interest. <laughs> what, how? how? How is this in the public interest? I don't understand. How is how is not letting this guy play tennis protecting anyone from anything? Please answer. You, you, there, there are now 45,000 reported cases in New South Wales. So in what's in what in Victoria it's like 5,000 is it or 10, maybe 20, who knows. It's less than ours, but it's still a few. No, we did this in the public interest. What interest exactly? You can't just say public interest and move on. You have to explain what the interest is. Now, if you are genuinely saying, if you genuinely believe that not letting this guy play tennis is somehow protecting people, I'm sorry, I don't know where to begin with you. If you think this is keeping anyone safe from anything, then I'm afraid you're a very, very, you know, you live in a picture book fantasy world. In which case you should just wait for the enchanted unicorns to set you free. They should be along any moment now. Thank you for protecting us from the 
scary tennis player, Mr. Government. Very much appreciated. So let's go live to Melbourne, bring in Paula Hancock. Paula, this is complicated. Just three days before the tournament starts, where do things stand this morning? Well, John, it gets even more complicated. There is currently yeah. a hearing ongoing on this is just it? three hours after the Immigration Minister, Alex Hawke, made that yep. decision. We are back in court and hearing this decision's hearing. Now, what we know at this point is... Hearing Happy this decision's hearing? Hey. Oh, Nightwave Radio tipped $3. Thank you, sir. Just come to America illegally. Everyone, Everyone else, else is. <laughs> I know. But I'm too white, you see. I don't think it would work in my favour. It would be assumed that I would be some kind of right-wing terrorist or insurgent, perhaps, probably. And we all know how you treat your patriots over there. It's not very nice for them, is it? 10pm, ladies and gentlemen. Nightwave Radio, YouTube, DLive, uh, Odyssey, I think, as well. Twitch, still on Twitch, incidentally. Nightwave Radio. Don't know how the fuck that happens <laughs> with, with with everything that gets banned off Twitch these days. It's amazing that some of us can still kind of skate through under the radar over there. And I shouldn't have probably said anything, should I? I'm a fucking idiot. Sometimes. Thank you for the tip, sir. So, unfortunately for Novak Novak Djokovic, your fucking cock, it it didn't go his way. He was eventually found to be a public health risk and was summarily dismissed from the country. Uh, I'm just trying to find a, a more recent one for you. Because what, what the vax giveth, the vax can also taketh away. And Novak has now got to go bye-bye. In fact, I'm not going to find anything on Channel 7, am I? Because it's Come on, mate. Where are you, son? Where are you, mate? Come on. Out you come. Here we go. Good evening. We begin with breaking news. The immigration minister has just cancelled the visa of world number one Novak Djokovic. (laughs) Again, I'll ask why. Excuse me, sir. Boogie Bumper from the Daily Boogie. Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, we've got to... That's when you'll get the spew. You know, the rhetorical vomit of shit like, well, we we believe in community safety and we feel that in order to promote a safe atmosphere for everybody as we all go through uh, COVID restrictions, we need to promote a community-wide program of sincere caring about the community because we have empathy. No, 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 no. no. Sir... Why are you doing this? So you kick Novak out of the country. He's not allowed to play tennis. Tennis is a kind of solitary sport, even if you're playing doubles. There's always a lot of distance between the players in a tennis match. So I don't think there's too much risk of him kind of spreading it around to anybody while he's playing the game. And hey, everyone else there would be vaccinated. So, you know, obviously... What's the risk? Well, we believe in community safety. Yeah, right. That's fantastic. Let's go live to Emily Rice, who's at Melbourne Park. I'll Emily, put your phone down, Emily. Well, the world is watching Charles and a major Charles. development in this story after four days in the... The world is watching us, Charles. What are you looking for in there, Charles? Charles. 
Limbo, the Commonwealth has finally made a decision. The Immigration Minister, Alex Hawke, has cancelled Novak Djokovic's <laughs> visa as of tonight. Now, I will look read... At the, look, the, even the news is so dramatic. Immigration Minister tears up Djokovic's visa. Like, he physically sat there and went, I'll show you, you fucking prick. <laughs> And then he threw, he threw the visa to the winds out of the window. That's for, that's for you, you little Serbian cocksucker. <laughs> I am the immigration. I am the Senate. <laughs> threw his visa into a waste paper basket and then set it on fire right there in the office and then pissed on it from the statement that was just handed down a few minutes ago by the Immigration Department. Today, I exercised my power under Section 133 of the Migration Act to cancel the visa held by Mr Novak Djokovic Novak on the health Djokovic. and good order grounds on the basis that it was in the public interest to do so. <laughs> the Morrison government is firmly... Yes, but which interest? Which one? You can't just say public interest. That's not a reason. You have to explain what the interest is. I've yet to hear an explanation. I'm yet to hear exactly how this is protecting people from anything. <laughs> but nobody cares. You should have gone to some of the, you know, when this story started breaking uh, on Twitter and whatnot, just just go and read the comment threads under this story, wherever you find it, if it's an Australian source, and just look at the kinds of responses that people give. It's like, good, fuck him. He should have followed the rules. And, you know, other people are like, what should he have done? And they're like, well, you could have taken the vax. Then you wouldn't have had a problem. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just so, it's so passionate. There's a lot of people on Twitter who are like, fuck him. But then, then again, there was semi little mini ethnic riots in the streets by all the Serbians in Melbourne and Sydney as well when he was kicked out. So very interesting times. You know, this is... The people going to the Novak Djokovic rallies are generally like the ethnic football communities in either Melbourne or Sydney because the Serbians have a football team, the Croatians have a football team, right? It's pretty common here. There'll, there'll be a Greek team and an Italian team or what have you, and it's where, you know, it's in the area of Sydney where all said people live around. So they have a little football team there. So it was it was probably a lot of the football crowd who were going, Novak, Novak. <laughs> it's just... There's no football happening right now. Got to do something, I guess. Hey, let's get angry about this. Sounds good. We're out there. But like I said, still yet to hear how this is protecting anyone from anything. I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Fully committed to protecting Australia's borders, particularly... Uh, we're, we're fully... <laughs> That's the answer. Hello, sir. Boogie Bumper from the Daily Boogie. Why exactly are you kicking Novak Djokovic out of the country? Well, because we are fully committed to protecting Australia's borders. What? <laughs> fully committed? That's the... But nobody cares. Nobody cares that they're not even speaking in the same fucking language as the rest of us. Sure, they're saying words in English, but that what they say doesn't actually mean anything. And we all treat it like it does, but it doesn't. Sir, why did you kick the world's number one tennis player out of the country and not let him play uh, in the Australian Open? Well, because we're fully committed to uh, Australia's borders. <laughs> what? <laughs> that can't be allowed to be an answer, but of course it is. 
because we're all fucking idiots out here. In relation to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, yep. the questions good are good many answer. and varied. Where is Novak Djokovic now? Will he be detained by border force and will he be shipped off to the airport to head... Will he be b- detained by border force? <laughs> I would love the idea of a bunch of guys, you know, dressed up in SWAT tactical outfits kicking his fucking Odell door down. <laughs> Sir, you are, you are being arrested in the interest of public health and safety. <laughs> Please. Oh, we've gone fucking nuts. Home immediately, or will his lawyers try and make an urgent appeal? The only problem is most of the federal courts are closed tonight. So what his options are, that will play out over the next few hours. But this is a major... This is probably the most embarrassing. Australia has been doing a lot of embarrassing fucking things over the last couple of years. Let's, Let's be honest here. I put my hand up and admit that. Clearly... Clearly, you can't even argue that point. But I would say that this is probably the most embarrassing thing that Australia has done for the last couple of years. And the rest of the world, quite rightly, is treating Australia like, you know, the boy in school who soils himself and then has to trot out of the room with everyone laughing and calling them poopy pants. <laughs> That's what, Australia is the yeah, yeah, poopy pants of the world sporting community right now. Mr. Fun Kimmy with a diamond. International scandals ain't what they used to be. Ain't what they used to be. Ain't what they used to be. No, they certainly aren't. Nor is the old grey mare. Development, as I said, the world is watching yeah. and one and laughing is for certain and pointing. Charles, the Australian Open. The world is watching and laughing and pointing and going, yeah, yeah, poopy pants. <laughs> Piers is in disarray. Emily Rice opening for us this Friday night. Thank you. A tennis bombshell tonight with Novak Djokovic's visa since... I think that might be the one for uh, if you're if you watch ROTC. I think this one might be one for the boys. Actually, let me just throw that up there for you. See what you think. It's not usually my go to do the rating of the news readers, but in the in the interests of charity, if one of the ROTC boys is there, then this might be up. This might be right up your alley. I don't. I'm not sure. Pretty cute. Let's carry on. Tonight with Novak Djokovic's visa sensationally cancelled by the immigration minister. Adam Hegarty has all the latest on this breaking news. Adam, what's been the reaction at Melbourne Park? Tell us out. Shock among the rank and file here, as you say, dropped at 5.52 on a Friday night, so they're going home unsure. What <laughs> this guy is way too cool to be a sports, re- sports reporter. I mean, this, this bombshell just dropped at 5.52 on a Friday. <laughs> He's very suave, this cat. Adam Hegarty has all the latest Hego, on these we'll breaking news. Adam, what's been the reaction at Melbourne Park? It's happening, Heggs. Tanaka, shock among the rank and file here, as you say, dropped at 5.52 on a Friday night. So they're dropped going home, unsure what the Open's <laughs> going to look like now. We've contacted Tennis Australia yep. to try to get an official reaction and comments so far. What you got? No official word and no official reaction. Right, from- so you're really out here reporting nothing. Thanks. Thanks for that. I guess he's figured out very early on in his reporting career that he doesn't actually have to report anything as long as he reports it in a cool way. (laughs) 
Let's go to Adam Hegarty now, live down there at Tennis Headquarters. Adam, what have you got for us? Hey, look, it was a bombshell that dropped. I mean, it dropped on our laps here at 5.52 on a Friday. It was absolutely chaotic scenes. We don't actually know what's going on. We don't know what the official statement is, and we don't know anything. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy, full on out there. I mean, the kids on Insta. Winning TV or the diamond breaking, we have the sound of the visa being torn. <laughs> and that is the sound of the immigration minister unzipping his fly and taking his penis out. And and there, and he's urinating all over the visa. Back to you, bub. From them, so we wait to hear from them because right now they'll be trying to figure out, as you'd expect, the draw. And that's a little bit up in the air at the moment. A little bit of confusion here on the ground about a bit of confusion exactly on how the ground. play out because we don't know what Novak and his lawyers are going to do. So he's due to play on it's Monday. Ridiculous. It's sounding Thank like you for coming. I see you now. He does get deported. He'll simply be replaced in the draw. But gonna, who, how are you going to replace Novak Djokovic? <laughs> And we've got a perfectly fine vaccinated player here. <laughs> look, look, I know you wanted to see Novak Djokovic playing in the Australian Open, but would you be open to perhaps, a, you know, a vaccinated replacement player instead? <laughs> Who are they going to get to replace the number one guy in the world? So I guess the guy will be number 250, but he'll, he'll, he'll just be the highest ranked vaccinated player not in the tournament. That's all they'll go to. So there's some guy sitting at home who's ranked like 250 in the world going, please, 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 please. <laughs> Look, it's not a big deal. We're going to kick out Novak and we're just going to replace him with some other guy. <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh. And I wonder if the other guy will, you know, the other guy is just going to lose in the first game. Six nils, six love, six love, six love, straight set. Put your house on it. By <laughs> the fifth seed, but then if he goes through and plays, if he's able to get an injunction, Danica, that throws up Danica. a whole new kettle of fish and it makes a really, really tough couple of days here for the Open heading into mm. next week and the players themselves, we know, have been pretty critical about the drawn-out saga, including yeah. the world number four, Stefano Tsitsipas. Who? The stats say that 98%... Doesn't he look like Fernando Alonso? Of the players have uh, been vaccinated and did what they had to do in order to come and perform, uh, perform and play in uh, Australia. Right, so the good, all the good players got vaxxed. Thank you. And a nice, a nice little kick in the balls to Novak on his way out, on his way to the immigration detention centre. <laughs> well, Novak, you should have got the vax, and then you could have avoided all of these problems, mate. Don't you think it's worth it, mate? Look, Novak, you want to play, don't you, mate? You want to play in front of the fans, mate, don't you? Don't you want to go for the records? We'll just, you know, roll up your sleeve, tell everyone how good it is. And we'll let you play, mate. We don't... Look, we're on your side, Novak. <laughs> we're on your side, mate. We want you to play. We do. But unfortunately, you're just going to have to take the vax first and tell everyone how good it is. Talk about keeping people safe and whatnot. Then we'll let you do your thing out there on the tennis court. Okay, buddy. Okay, mate. All right, mate. Well, good news. 
It's not just the tennis players who are being denied things. Coming to Western Australia very shortly. Now, Western Australia, if you're not aware, is a very hardcore, lockdown-y kind of state. They love a fucking good lockdown. They they haven't had their borders open for fucking two years or thereabouts. And I think their borders are still closed now to the rest of the country. So they're the hermit nation in Australia, right? Western Australia. It's Perth in Western Australia is already geographically the most isolated capital city on planet Earth. There's nothing. There's just ocean on one side and fucking days of desert on the other. That's it. <laughs> it, it ain't close to anywhere is Perth in Western Australia. And because of that, many of us on the eastern side of the country think they're a little bit weird. They're a little bit strange over there. They've got a victim complex. They always think that the East is, you know, trying to fuck them over or trying to rob them or something ridiculous like that. They This this is the state where they run the commercials for the local bank over there, right? And their commercials are like, don't trust those banks on the Eastern seaboard. They're out to screw you. <laughs> you can go with us. We're the local bank. We're on your side. <laughs> These are the kinds of ads they run on TV over there. So they are a little bit fucking strange. Now, the rest of us don't give a fuck about them, generally. Like, so it's, it's like, hey, we got nothing against you. Do what you got to do. You know, whatever. But we're on the eastern side, so we don't really care what goes on over there. As, as, is, as is rightly, correctly the way you should approach the western part of the country. But all that aside, yes, they are the hermit nation. And yes, they are bringing some new rules. And yes, I'm sure it's going to keep everybody safe. No pubs, no bottle shops, no gym. Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan widens restrictions on the unvaxxed, says, quote, rules will be in place for years to come. (laughs) Two more weeks, mate. You'll be begging for two more weeks at the end of two more fucking years. Let me tell you something, sunshine. West Australians will have to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination to access a wide range of venues and events from January 31, Premier Mark McGowan has announced. West Australians will have to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination to access a wide range of venues and events from uh, January 31, as Premier Mark McGowan seeks to avoid what he calls the, quote, disaster in New South Wales. Now, New South Wales is the state I'm in, okay? Where, you know, obviously it's a disaster. Like, I went to the store this morning and bought a Red Bull and a pastry from the local bakery. I mean, clearly, clearly what's happening in my state is a, quote, disaster. (laughs) I mean, obviously. Very unsafe, very horrifying. So he likes, this guy likes to always go one step further. Speaking at a press conference on Thursday, the Premier said double-dose vaccination proof. For now, it's double-dose, incidentally. Don't worry, in a few months it'll be you've got to have your booster if you want to be fully vaccinated because nobody can define what fully vaccinated actually means. It means whatever the government representative says it means at the time of saying it. Tomorrow it could be different. Tomorrow it might be four booster shots. That's what we call fully vaccinated. And they just make the adjustments on the surveillance scan-in QR system to reflect the new policy and then away you go. Unless you, you know, get your proof of vaccination uploaded to your government app, which is tracking you and and telling you, keeping a record of the buildings you enter and exit. Uh, Unless you upload your medical information to that, then sorry, can't come in. I mean, it's a great fucking future we're building for the children, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, what a... 
<clears throat> what a wonderful new normal of tomorrow we'll all be experiencing together as we're huddled in the street waiting in line for our COVID vaccination slip to come through before we can go into the restaurant. Isn't it good times for everyone? And the main thing is we're keeping everybody safe while we're doing it, clearly. In announcing the new rules, the new rules, the Premier said double-dose vaccination proof would be required for people aged 16 and older at, quote, hospitals, aged care facilities and all hospitality venues, including pubs, bars, cafes, nightclubs, dine-in, fast food establishments. (laughs) So you can't even go into McDonald's anymore. You are being pariahed over there in Western Australia. In announcing the new rules, <clears throat> pardon me, Mr McGowan cited the surge in COVID-19 cases in New South Wales. So he's bringing this into his state while pointing to my state saying, we don't want to end up like them. And I'm looking up with half of a pastry hanging up in, you know, hanging out of my mouth as I'm hung over and drinking a Red Bull going, what? 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 Look, we're doing this in the interest of public safety. That's why we're <clears throat> that's why we're rolling out a statewide surveillance network that will keep tabs on everyone, where they are, and how many doses of vaccine they've had. Because we don't want to end up like them over there. What's the problem? Did I do something wrong? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was just eating my eating my pastry, drinking my Red Bull, having my cigarette out in the street. What's wrong with that? No. Got to keep everyone safe. We've seen the disaster in New South Wales, my state, when they removed proof of vaccination requirements in mid-December. Was there a disaster? I don't remember Remember a disaster. In fact, I think I remember coming on here and telling you how pleasant it was to see everybody's faces again. Mind you, the no mask thing only lasts for about two weeks. Unironically, it was a it was around about two weeks. We had guess what, guys? You don't have to wear your masks in the stores anymore. <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Omicron. Now we've got to put the mask back on. Oh, okay, okay then. Well, it was a nice two weeks while we had it, wasn't it? <clears throat> We're now doing the reverse, by the way. If you hadn't noticed yet, if you haven't caught the the trend yet, two years ago you were told just wear your masks for two weeks. Well, now you get two weeks of the year where you're allowed to take them off. <laughs> just around the start of summer. The rest of the time it's masks on. Guess what, guys? Two weeks of not wearing a mask starts today. Yay! <laughs> In two short years. That's what they have so completely mind fucked us that we're now waiting for the two weeks where we don't have to wear them. Like it's completely normal. Ah, the Premier, this McGowan chap, he said, and I quote, if you choose to remain unvaccinated, you are choosing to put yourself at risk. You are choosing to put the people around you at risk. You are choosing to increase the burden on our health staff. That's what you're choosing to do. Mr McGowan said the proof of vaccination requirement would apply throughout WA and he expected the requirement to be in place, quote, for years to come. (laughs) So get used to it. You will have to be vaccinated to just go out in the street. Otherwise, the leader, the, the government will accuse you of being a heartless fucking science denier. Fuck you. We're going to kick you out of everywhere because you're a health risk. Fuck you. 
the gov. So you'll be pitted against the government and their cheerleaders in the media and your friends and family who are just kind of following along. You'll become pariahed <laughs> to an extent. You won't be able to do anything, apparently. And this is going to be the way it is for years to come. And of course, if you were to say anything about this or anything against it, well, you would be attacking the science, would you not? You would be a science denier, would you not? (laughs) Clearly, everything is tracking along wonderfully. Uh, It's the same guy who did this, who I'm sure a few of you have already seen. Uh, Jim Enward sent me this. This is fantastic. Hello, my name is Mark McGowan. Yep. I am the Premier of Western Australia. I am banning people from leaving their own homes unless they can prove they're vaccinated. I mean, clearly a leader's leader, this guy. Clearly the guy you would stand behind and say, please, sir, govern me harder. Anything you say, daddy government, I will do. It's, you know what it's like? It's, it's like the government is sending you to bed without dessert. Daddy government doesn't like the way you've been behaving at the table, so it's finish your vegetables and go to bed and you won't be having any ice cream because you haven't done what I've told you. That's generally the way we're being treated now. Well, listen to me. If you don't do what I want, you're choosing, you're you're making me do this. As they're spanking you across the back of the legs with the jug cord, daddy government is saying, you're making me do this. Why do you have to keep misbehaving? It's all your fault. You were an accident. I don't want you anymore. <laughs> and so everything is working wonderfully, of course. Hello, my name is Mark McGowan, and I'm Yubarabla Premier here in Western Australia. <laughs> and I'm the interpreter. I've got to talk like Creole, like Yubala, <laughs> what he's talking about. The, now, there's, there's always this, this tiny little pause. Because in their credit, they did it in one take, to their credit. Now, there's this tiny pause because he doesn't know really if she's finished talking yet. (laughs) So there's this very awkward kind of two-second moment where he's like, should I speak now? Or is she going to be blah, 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 a little bit more? He doesn't know what to do. Whoever thought this was a good idea is clearly a very gifted bureaucrat. about... This is an important message to keep Aboriginal people safe. And the young message a proper important one to keep everybody. <laughs> Karen sent me flaccid with a diamond. You predicted it. It happened. Time traveler, you. No, no, that's not true. Safe one. You can die from the corona or get really sick. Mm. You will again pass away. <laughs> Twenty twenty two, in a nutshell. Corona is going to make you sick and you could die. You're gonna blah blah, blah pass away. Okay. It's <laughs> sick stuff. <laughs> What else are we doing to keep people safe? Let me show you this. This is our... So in the state where Novak has been kicked out of, ultimately, by the federal government, but the state where the US Open is, this is their version of Dr. Fauci, this chap here. So let's let's see what he's got to say for himself. 
Yes, yep. for those playing along at home, you would have noticed them already every single time. Bold frame glasses. There they are again. There they are again. We're definitely onto something with the bold frame glasses. We've unearthed their secret plot, their secret call sign. Afternoon, everyone. Riveting stuff. Right to go all? To go. Okay, thanks everyone for uh, coming along today no for um, a Happy further important COVID um, announcement. And okay. I'm joined by Emma Kasser, who's the... If you don't think that there's part of this, these people, and not just this guy, I'm not singling him out, but all of them in these roles, if you don't think that there's part of them deep down inside of them that's, you know, super happy that everyone is hanging on their every word at these fucking press conferences, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, people get into politics for all sorts of reasons, and there are plenty of them who would who would genuinely believe it is their duty to shield you from the... They, you know, they want to be the hero. So where before people weren't listening to a word they say and not giving a fuck what they say, now every single day everyone's like, Sir, can I go back to work today? Sir, will I be allowed to go to my child's baseball games or not? If I'm unvaccinated, sir, sir? How many people are dead, sir? Now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to know what they've got to say. It's going to be very difficult for them to let that go. That feeling. Winning TV with a diamond. Is it just me or do they all get hard doing these press conferences? I sincerely think that there's genuinely a part of them where, you know, where once nobody gave a fuck what they thought about anything. Now, you know, all the journalists and, you know, their little bubbles that are around them are all hanging on their every word. What's the new rule going to be? Will we be allowed to do this? Will there be a restriction? Will there be a loosening of the rules? What are the latest numbers? Tell us the stats. What's the science? Tell us about the science. We want to follow the science, right? All of a sudden, they've become important, quote unquote. And it's going to be very difficult to ever let it go. There's no, you need to provide people with an exit strategy. You need to create, you know, to win the battle, sometimes you have to leave one avenue of escape open for your opponents so they can leave. Because if they stay and fight, then everybody loses, right? So you, you make sure that you put them in a position where they can't defeat you, but you give them the option of, you know, backing out. You have to give them a trapdoor. Otherwise, they'll just stand on, they'll just continually double down until there's nothing left. Unless you give them an exit strategy. They don't have one. Because it's been hyped so much over the last two years, and because we're all, you know, so hyper-focused on the surveillance and the case numbers and all of the rhetoric that goes along with it, it's never going to end. Because it's never going to get to a point where everyone's like, yeah, I'm sick of this now. They can't allow that to happen. Because every time there's some kind of lull in the COVID news, guess what? There's going to be a new variant again. There's going to be every time that there's a, every time you think you've heard the last of COVID, the government will announce some new regulation. They'll call another press conference. Sorry, we're going to talk about the COVID again. I know it's been a couple of weeks. Look, we are now loosening the uh, quarantine restrictions on incoming vaccinated people from seven days to five days. Okay, that's our big announcement here at the government. Uh, yep, so we'll be looking at that. We're also uh, 
looking to get booster shots into the five-year-olds now. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Yep. So that'll be, we're going to have a press conference tomorrow about that around midday. So if you could tune in, because we're going to decide your child's uh, medical needs right there live during the press conference. So if you could tune in, everybody, please make sure you're watching. Uh, hopefully you've downloaded your government app by now so we can just send you a reminder when the press conference starts. We'll stream it directly to your phone, actually. And uh, look, if you don't scan in with your face before the press conference starts, then we will send the riot squad over to your house to collect you and put you in a quarantine facility. Because clearly you're trying to cheat the system, obviously. I mean, things are going well. (laughs) Happy fucking days. Look at the look at the banner behind this guy, incidentally. It says, if you're listening to the podcast, your vaccination is your ticket. I got a golden ticket. The Commissioner of CQV, as well as uh, Deputy State Controller Adam Horsburgh. Okay. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll throw to Emma and Adam in a moment. And before I get to... Uh, today's announcement with my education minister's hat on. Yeah. I just want to say um, a very special good luck and congratulations to the Year 12 class of 2021. Uh, they are now receiving their first round offers, uh, tertiary offers today. Um, it's the beginning of their next journey and you think about the challenge that the class of 2021 had. Uh, they're in top- Created by you. You think of the challenge that the class of 2021 had. Yes, specifically because the government made it so. Don't you love how they've all outsourced completely? Holy shit! Irrational Times dropping a ninja genie on us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, sir. The lovely assistant loves the song that plays every time someone gives you a car. Much love. There you go. <laughs> Irrational Times. Irrational Times, uh, 9pm, I think, on tonight, if I'm not mistaken, Irrational Times, who at some point, I think, with Winning TV, will be doing an awards show. The Great Irrational Times, doing YouTube awards or something coming up around the corner. So follow Irrational Times, stay tuned for that. Uh, I may or may not be presenting an award for Irrational Times' award show which I really don't know the details about, if you know how it works, how people got nominated, who won. It's just kind of like, read the card. See the line, Bart. So I read what was on the card and presented an award. So I don't know when that is, but it's at some point coming up. The Great Irrational Times. Winning TV, of course, as well. Got all the boyos joining us tonight. Thank you for being on. I just realised that my chat box on my end, because I thought nobody was chatting... So I thought, oh, well, the chat's not working or no one's in the room or whatever. And I just realised that I didn't have it, the slider, all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> so this whole time, the chat's been on one screen and I've been thinking there's no one here. <laughs> Winning TV with a Ninja Gini. Sound for the lovely assistant. I like this arrangement. So you're now doing jukebox hits with the Ninja Gini in my stream. That's fantastic. Hey, anybody else want to hear the Gini song? <laughs> Ten dollars, fucking. <laughs> Winning TV, sound for the lovely assistant. Oh, and the Gini for Boogie. Well, thank you very much. Let's carry on here. 
via VCAL VCE uh, was through uh, through the pandemic and through long periods of lockdown. Yes. Uh, and it's just a wonderful day today that they're getting uh, their tertiary first round offers. Mm. Despite the pandemic. Shit! Uh, Coffee Talk with Sandra dropping a guinea on us. I want to hear it again. Well, there you go. There were no delays <laughs> to their exams last year. Mission accomplished. There were no delays for those students receiving their results. And today they received their tertiary first round offers on time. Uh, they've been through... Okay, okay. ...from a state site, GP or pharmacy. Shit! From 20... Gypsy of Diamonds with the Ninja Guinea. Vanda just steals the Ninja Guinea, Gypsy. Money, 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 money. Make a rain on them. 24,071 people were vaccinated yesterday through our state clinics. In, ten, in terms of uh, kids' vaccinations, yes. 5,147 kids aged 5 to 11 received a vaccine yesterday. Why is this important? I don't know if anyone's out there demanding to know how many five-year-olds have been vaccinated. I have never heard anyone ask that question, yet they volunteer the information themselves. Ring the bell. As though we were. Cheese, man. Thank you for the subs. As though we were hanging on that information. As though we were sitting at home, clutching our pearls, rocking back and forward uneasily underneath our blankets. Going, oh, God, I hope it's more than 5,000 kids who have got the needle. If it's not, I don't know if I can let little Timmy go outside. <laughs> these, these, I find this this whole procedure, this whole ceremony, and everyone's doing it. It doesn't even matter. It's not just Australia. It's the UK. It's the United States. You know, little local government authorities, little government beacons are coming out and doing these press conferences, and they're telling you, look, 25,000 people received a vaccination dose yesterday. And, and they kind of sit around and applaud themselves as though it's important. Look, we vaccinated 5,000 six-year-olds yesterday. I mean, give us some fucking credit, would you? What? Why are we doing this? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Anyway, Carol. That means 17,947 5 to 11 year olds have been vaccinated at a state run clinic so far. Do you see what I mean? It's weird, man. It's kind of creepy. It's a little bit stalkerish. And it's great to see Happy parents and carers are coming forward to protect their kids. James Campisi tipped $3. Thank you, sir. It's not keeny money, but thanks for the stream. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. James Campisi, Mirabinati, motherfucker. James Campisi. But I would encourage anyone who hasn't booked yet yep. to get online or call and make that. Did you hear what he said and about it's the parents? To see parents? Listen to this. In response to, so they've dropped the hard info, 17,000 five-year-olds or whatever it was have now received the vaccination. And this is the reward you get. Have been vaccinated at a state-run clinic so far. Yep. And it's great to see parents and carers uh, coming forward to protect their kids. <laughs> parents coming forward to protect their kids. <laughs> 
Sir, what do you make of the recent child vaccination numbers? Well, it's great to see so many parents stepping forward to protect their kids by by following the mandate. <laughs> Protecting your kids. Oh, okay. Sir, why are you kicking Novak Djokovic out of the country? Because we believe in protecting the integrity of our borders. <laughs> they really are. They really are just pissing in your face at this point. <laughs> and it's once you once you come to terms with the fact that they're pissing in your face, then everything gets easier. Trust me. Let me get rain on. Karen sent me flaccid, dropping a guinea on us. Thank you, sir. Make some room in your vax hole, Borgs. Park on this bitch in it. Laugh out loud. Guinea rape. <laughs> You're a fucking scatter, mate. Thank you very much, Stefan. Everyone's our favourite resident Spurg, ladies and gentlemen. Karen sent me flaccid. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hope you're doing well. Let's carry on. But I would encourage anyone who hasn't booked yet yep. to get online or call and make that booking. Make the booking, yeah. More than 28,000 children are booked to, in to receive their first dose over the next seven days. Weird. We don't need to know that. Who's asking for these statistics? <laughs> with almost 40,000 available for the next 30 days. So there are spots available right now. It's, it's, it's descended into late-night fucking home shopping network. Sales tactics. Look, I don't... Look, we're not trying to alarm you, but call now because we've only got 25,000 units sitting in the warehouse and they all must go, go, go. <laughs> I'm down here at Bob's Crazy Vaccination Centre. We've got to move all of this product directly to you. Get your kid a vaccine. Get your vaccine. Get your boosters while you're here. Bring your booster punch card, and on the 10th visit, you get a vaccine free. Everything must go. Crazy Bob's Vaccination Warehouse on the I-5. Please make your booking and get your child vaccinated. And just a reminder that five to 11 year olds are bookings only, uh, they are not walk-ups. Can't walk up and there get your jab, you gotta book it in in advance. Because we've only got 40,000 left on the factory floor and all of them must go. Then 150,000 bookings available over the next 30 days Lovely. to get your third dose at a state-run centre yes. as well. Yeah. So among people with COVID-19, mm -hmm. 976 people are in hospital. Really? That's up a little from 953 yesterday. You don't say. 112 <laughs> people are in ICU. Really? And 30 are on a ventilator. Okay. And sadly, 18 people with COVID passed away. Very sad. In terms of our case numbers, 15,440 people reported their positive rapid antigen test at Corona. Yes, because incidentally, it is now against the law. So if you test positive with one of the take-home tests now in this country, it's against the law to not tell the government about it. <laughs> Apparently. <clears throat> Apparently. If you go home and test positive to your own test, you are now required by law to tell the government. So they can, you know, keep an eye on you. So they can go, okay, well, you're a close contact. We need to tell all of your friends that no one's allowed to mix with you now. Right? And if you, if you create too much of it, I spin in the chat's like, what? <laughs> yes. It is against the law to, tell the, to not tell the government if you test positive to a take-home COVID test now. 
so they can enforce the restrictions on you. So it's isolation will check on you. In some cases, you know, they'll send the police to knock on your door to make sure that you're there. If you're not there, next thing you know, you're a COVID fugitive. <laughs> so if you, I guess if it's discovered that you took a, a an at-home COVID test, tested positive and failed to tell the government, regardless of whether you actually <laughs> locked down, you know, maybe you just isolated on your own. You're like, I don't need to tell these fuckers. I'll just stay home for a couple of weeks. You know, if you thought that that was okay, well, guess again, it's not okay. It's against the, it's against the law. <laughs> Such are the times we're in. Virus.vic.gov.au slash report. Uh-huh. A further 19,396 people received a positive PCR result from 62,445 tests processed. Mm-hmm. That gives us a total new case tally of 34,836 down a little from the 37,169 the day before. It's pretty eye-glazing stuff, isn't it? Honestly. It's pretty eye-glazing material, so I think we'll leave him there. Tell you what, I'm going to uh, have a quick, very short couple of minutes break. I'm going to grab a beverage. When we return, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. We can also do robots and something that uh, Kitty B sent to me the shopping cart serial killer, ladies and gentlemen. With our long history of supporting cart narkery, that seems like a must-do today. So stick around. I'll be back in a few. Friday night, Daily Boogie. See you soon. Boogie Bumper is a kangaroo boxing boomerang chucker that eats crackers in bed. It's the place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Carry old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Goddamn words, you're gonna be okay. Oh, God. Join me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday night, 7:30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian. I'm the host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. So according to a certain Virginia stoner, my last promo was a bit too long, so I'm going to try to cut this down to 30 seconds. Uh, here's what you can expect on the Sunday Night Shit Show. And I promote your fucking, your fucking Check us out on Sundays. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. See you then. Bye. What would you say you do here? Some people, I remember when I was young and I worked in a warehouse and I was in my early, I was about, how old was I? I was about 20, 21. And I worked in a warehouse. I'm, guys, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to chew gum. Fucking merit.
Um, so, 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 um, I forgot what I was fucking saying. Oh, you fucking can you please for the love of fucking god unfuck yourself and just start doing shows for this justin the global officials that can help all also known as got you have now banned all boogieing and boogie related movements worldwide public safety is the main concern they say and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported Second half of the show, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, don't forget, follow some of our friends, some of which you would have seen in that very short commercial break. Uh, Major Tom, Joy Pessy, Sunday Night Shit Show winning TV, the Minister of Fun's in the chat, follow the Minister of Fun, does a, th- does a show usually on Thursdays. Uh, who else you got? Nightwave was in here before, Mersh, Mersh Stan, ladies and gentlemen, was in the house earlier. Dropped a, dropped a dono, 10pm for Mersh. Who else have you got? You know, follow our friends. You, you know who they are. Follow uh, Lois Ropez, the reformed cart criminal, t- 10 a.m. daily, with JJ's on there, Frozo's on there. Winning TV in the chat, of course, The Victor Show. You've got them all. You know who to follow, so fucking why aren't you yet? Why aren't you doing it yet? What's wrong with you? Uh, let's carry on here. Don't worry, we, um, we will get off COVID very shortly. Jim Edward, we have friends, apparently. We've got about 40% of those who are currently eligible have gone and done that. So that's the majority of people who are eligible for a third dose booster have not gone and got their third dose booster yet. Wow. I just urge everybody who got the letter, everybody who, who, who knows that their time has passed and that they need to refresh and update and add to the protection they've already got from two doses... I just urge people to go and make one of those 250,000 appointments, put your name beside it, and uh, and play your part. Not for yourself, of course, uh, for the people that you love and for the people that we all depend on. What? It's never going to end, is it? You know, just when you think, just when you think that you would have heard the last piece of COVID update, just when you think you've heard the last statistic, whatever, a new press conference will be called and a new announcement will be made and everyone will be, you know, kind of sat down in front of the television to watch it. What What is the leader doing now? What's the new rule now? It's never going to end. Look, 60% of you who are eligible for the boosters haven't taken it yet. I've got a funny little story for you, actually, if you want to talk about how much the government knows. So, you know, a lot of people are in trust the government mode. Whatever the government says will do because they trust the science and I trust the science. Therefore, following their orders is the right thing to do. There are many people who think that way. And you know what? Good luck to you. If that works for you, if that helps you sleep at night, I don't care. Fine. Um, <laughs> but 
for those who would say that, you know, the government knows best, allow me to regale you with this quick little story. I got a text message the other day on my phone and the text message said, hey, you know, obviously not Boogie Bumper, but hey, Boogs. Uh, it says it says here by our records that you're due for your booster shot because you had your second shot four months ago. Congratulations. So would you like to book it in now? <laughs> you know, that was the kind of text message I got. Press, press this link if you want to book in your booster shot now. And I thought, well, obviously your records are very well kept because I'm not eligible for a booster shot because I never received my second dose. I never got it. I just had one and that was it. I was one and done. So that's how that's how much if you're if you're in the mode of the government knows what's best and they know what they're doing and I'll just do what I'm told, they don't even know what they're doing. Because I'm getting text messages from them saying, "Hey, according to our records, you're due for your booster shot." Well, obviously your records are very wrong, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> Not that that matters. Miss Steve Bikini in the chat goes, "Shh, shh, don't tell them." Eligible? <laughs> have gone and done that. So that's the majority of people who are eligible for a third dose booster have not gone and got their third dose booster yet. I just urge everybody, of the letter, everybody who, who, who knows that their time has passed and that they need to refresh and update and add to the protection they've already got from two doses, I just urge people to go and make one of those 250,000 appointments, put protection. your name beside it. Yeah. And, uh, and play your part, not for yourself, of course, uh, for the people that you love and for the people that we all depend on. <laughs> our nurses, our doctors and our ambos. Ambos. <laughs> there you go. Do it for the people you love. It's a very strange sales pitch, isn't it? Doesn't seem to bother most people. <laughs> doesn't, bother, doesn't seem to bother most people that they are being urged to get the vaccine, quote unquote, to protect the people they love. That's very hardcore emotional manipulation taking place. And again, good luck to you. If hey, if that if that's what if that's what floats your boat, fine. Don't come at don't at me, bro. Don't at me. I would just as soon I would rather have the situation where if you're very distressed about people uh, exercising personal choice when it comes to medical decisions, um, if by your dogma that means that we're not allowed to share a vicinity together, then I'm okay with that. Honestly. If that means that you can't, you know, hang out with me or you can't pester me or follow me around or talk to me at all because of social distancing, then that's those are the terms. I accept your terms. <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen here, books. If you don't get your third booster shot and upload your information to your government app, we're not going to let you come and hang out with us. Oh, really? <laughs> Sounds awful. No, please, don't freeze me out. No, I want to be part of the group. Oh, <laughs> oh no, what am I going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be alone. Oh, no. Terrible shame, that. <laughs> Oh, well, you guys go and have fun at your vaccinated parties, okay? I'll stay at home. That's fine. <laughs> Whew. Dodged a bullet, hey? Imagine what? Imagine hanging out with this guy all night. <laughs> Why would you want to? The things that they're threatening you with, why do you even want them in the first place? Look, if you don't provide your proof of uh, booster dose... 
I'm not going to let you come to our special parties. Really? How will I go on? (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Off we go. Wonderful stuff. Uh, Victor Von Schroom sent this through. I don't know. I don't know about this. I haven't watched it yet. Keep hearing of train burglaries in LA on the scanner. So went to Lincoln Heights to see it all. I don't know anything about Lincoln Heights. I'm, I'm assuming it's a hip hop area. I'm assuming. I'm assuming there's a lot of rap there. There's looted packages as far as the eye can see. Amazon packages, UPS boxes, unused COVID tests, fishing lures, EPI pens, cargo containers left busted open on the trains. Let's have a look at this. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Yeah, get the good stuff. Unopened. COVID rapid tests. God, I'm, I'm just so cynical now. I'm like, how much of this is planted? You know, the rapid test just happened to be there because I just assume, I just assume everything I see on the internet now is a lie. <laughs> That's my general state of mind now. Whatever is on the internet must be false because it's on the internet now is my general way I approach things. So I am a little cautious, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it is actually as being presented. Uh, it's pretty horrifying, but I've got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. I've got very good news. The good news is that uh, Pete Buttigieg is on the case and he has a strategy moving forward for 2022 in order to resolve you know, elements of the supply chain crisis. Now, what he's going to do first is now if you're standing sit down if you're sitting lie down and if you're driving pull over because this is going to rock your fucking world so the first thing that Pete uh, Buttigieg is going to do right he's going to do a number of puff pieces with his husband and he's going to appear in the pages of the women's magazines the kind of things that women read when they're getting a perm at the salon should it be allowed open So he'll be in those magazines. He'll also be appearing on 60 Minutes talking about uh, how wonderful it is to be gay and have a son, like it's a big thing, you know. And, you know, when you you scoop up all of these little PR moments and, uh, you know, him talking about how much he loves his husband and stuff, when you scoop all of that up and put it in a big package, transport crisis solved. There is no more... Is there two sons? Is it my two sons? Well, there you go. I didn't know that Pete was so prolific. I didn't know Pete and his lovely husband were able to produce with such vigour. But there you have it. Two sons for the Buttigieg household. So they can talk about uh, how wonderful it is to be uh, a gay couple and they'll do interviews to that nature. And then somehow we'll wake up and there'll be no more transport crisis. That's... That's the plan moving forward, and I don't see any problem with it. We even have 
go. Wonderful stuff. Fantastic video. And it does look like a, a shithole, let's be honest here. Here's another one. Look at all of the crap. Look at all of this packaging. Wow. So the trains are parking there, and I guess people are just, you know, breaking into the containers as they're sitting on the train and just going through the boxes, just chucking the fucking boxes, like looking for this, this, this. All right, fucking we're out of here, and they just leave their rubbish. And that's how much that's how much of your stuff isn't arriving to people's houses. <laughs> Look at it all. Absolutely fucking incredible. Oof. So if you were wondering why your Amazon delivery is a little late, I, I present to you Exhibit A. And this is apparently, again, uh, coming out of LA somewhere. Some fucking shit all in LA. Uh. Wonderful. Now, on the upside, there is a lot of padding for your, like, little homeless man cave that you would build, right? Obviously. So, you know, in some cities, it's hard for homeless people to find a lot of cardboard. And there you have it. They are, they are actually, what they're doing is just providing free building materials for homeless people. So, congratulations to the city. It's a wonderful push. Here in LA, we want to make sure that no homeless person goes without an adequate amount of cardboard for their housing and toiletry needs. <laughs> so we won't be cleaning it up. Uh, we, want to, we want to make sure that everyone's taken care of here in LA. Absolutely wonderful stuff. Uh, okay, here's, a, here's some good news and bad news. The way this played out in the Discord server is, uh, I think it was Henry posted this, and he posted this because it's a little white pill story. You know, it's it might be you might consider it to be a little bit of a common sense story. I would say it's anti-science, <laughs> obviously, because here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, we, we want to get your children vaccinated as quickly as possible to protect your family because it's the right thing to do. We're so righteous here. So he posted this and was like, you know, it's a little white pill. It's a nice little story. Let's see what it is. Canada drops vaccine mandate for its truckers after pressure from the industry. Well done, boys. Well done. How do you like that? Somebody paid attention, huh? Canada will allow unvaccinated truckers to cross in from the United States, reversing a decision requiring all truckers to be inoculated against the coronavirus. Canada's border agency said on Wednesday, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau had faced pressure from the main opposition party and trucking lobby to drop the vaccine mandate for truckers due to come into force on Saturday, saying it could result in driver shortages, disrupt trade and drive up inflation. So, well, there you go. Well done, Canada. Well done, a common sense decision. Now, this was... Uh, after this was posted in the Discord, because it's a nice little white pill, hey, look at that, people power, it works. Yay, we're coming back. Enjoy this moment, exactly. Uh, I think within minutes, there was a reply to Henry's 
article. And it was Jim Edward, I think, who replied with this one. Canada's cross-border truck drivers to face, face vaccine mandate again. <laughs> so we've changed our mind. Now we're doing it again. Okay. Canada's on and off vaccine mandate for its cross-border, uh, cross-border truck drivers appears to be on once again, meaning new restrictions for unvaccinated or partially vaccinated truck drivers as of January 15. Seeming to reverse positions twice in 24 hours. So if you reverse twice in 24 hours, that would mean four position changes. Would it not? Because in order to reverse, you must first be going forward. Otherwise, reverse is just that way. So they reverse twice. The federal government says it will require Canada's unvaccinated or partially vaccinated truck drivers to quarantine after travelling to the US when the mandate takes off. Aren't they already quarantining driving a fucking truck? If you drive a truck, you're alone most of the time. They're already... They have a mobile quarantine facility right there. It has a bed. It has, you know, they have fucking TVs and refrigerators in them nowadays, mate. They could live in that truck for two weeks and go across the border as many times as they like. Oh, okay, the truck stop situation. Look, there are crack whores giving head jobs at the truck stops. (laughs) COVID will be the least dangerous thing you catch there. Trust me. It'll be fine. So let them quarantine in the truck and everyone will be gold. But there you go. Good news, bad news. Too fucking bad. Uh, I've got a couple of quick videos here before we get out of here. This one was sent through by the Gypsy of Diamonds. Where did you steal the video, Gypsy? No, was it this one? I don't think it was this one. It was this one. You might have seen a video doing the rounds of a grey robot that looks ultra lifelike. Is it real? Is it fake? Well, at CES 2022, Amica the robot was on show and let me tell you, the experience of interviewing this robot was very uncanny. This will be interesting. (laughs) Of course, it would be now, it would be conspiracy theory to say things like, we are being soft programmed to accept robots as our equals, psychologically manipulated into doing so. Because if you, you know, if you were to suggest something like that, you would, of course, be a conspiracy theorist, especially if you pointed out the glaringly obvious, the thing that's right in front of you, actually. If that's wrong, why do they always give them human faces? They give them human faces because you're going to be more receptive to the idea. Because if it kind of looks like a human, your a lot of your biases will be dropped. If they made it look like Darth Vader, you would be a little more apprehensive, right? So they give them these nice, warm you know, features and big eyes, big baby eyes, right? And like, hello, I'm here to serve you. Oh, isn't she nice? Well, this is very nice and, uh, you know, not unsettling whatsoever. Because you're being programmed to accept it. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother making them look like you. They make them look like you because they know you need to accept it in order for this to progress. So, Morgan, tell me, you've got Amica there next to you. This is a very lifelike robot. Why would you design a robot that looks so human? 
Yeah, well, the main use case for humanoid robot right now is for entertainment. Is <laughs> oh, yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> he could have gone with anything. That's what he decided to go with. Well, look. The only reason that we're pouring billions of dollars into advanced robotics and psychological study on the on the situation is because really we just want to entertain. <laughs> wow. Sounds optimistic, doesn't it? <laughs> Look, really, I'm just doing it for the children, really. I want to see the children's happy faces. Oh, it's for communication and it's for interaction with interaction. other people. Yeah. Amica is the pinnacle of what we can do, but it's still not exactly like a human. But we didn't want to make it look exactly like a human. We wanted to make it look like a robot. Really? Uh, it's the vision of what humans see, humanoid robots, in the future. You've yep. seen all of the films. They all look like this. So we decided to make it look like all the robots in all of the films. Okay. So we designed something around what we see, we envisage robots, humanoid robots to be right. in the future. And yeah. how do you... That doesn't sound like a self-fulfilling prophecy at all. ...to create those really human expressions. I mean, looking mm. at Amica responding to you, there's little movements of eyebrows, if you can call them eyebrows. How did you actually build the robot to look so human with those expressions? Well, what we do is we first look at a real human. It's what we call animation first. So what does a real human do? Um, how do they move? And then we take that animation and we design mechanics around it. So the mechanics can only do what a human can do. Yeah, see, she whacked me. <laughs> Until they start all going crazy and killing us, of course. I have, I have heard this line before. I have seen every futuristic killer robot movie that's ever been made. And I have heard this line uttered many a time. No, no, it will only do what it's programmed to do. And then, of course, ultimately what happens is uh, everybody fucking dies when they go crazy and start killing everyone. For their, usually for their own protection, mind you. We're killing you because you cannot be allowed to look after yourselves. So happy days. Kitty B sent this one through. He is being called the shopping cart killer by police. <sighs> we found the ultimate cart criminal. We're going to have to take uh, Royce Lopez off that pedestal of world's most infamous cart criminal, and he will be replaced by this gentleman, who appears to be killing people with the shopping cart, which, need I remind you, is not part of the please return your cart to the corral mandate. You see, if we want you to return your cart to the corral, yes, but you're not, that doesn't mean you're allowed to murder somebody with it on the way. <laughs> okay, let's just clear that up. The only people who have a, you know, a license in the great kingdom of Boogie Stand to murder people in the parking lots is the cart patrols themselves, of which Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo, is the leader. So, you know, any injunctions or appeals need to be sent directly to him. Of course, it would be silly to appeal because you'll already be dead because we don't tolerate that kind of business here in, in Boogie Stand. 
but apparently no, it's not okay to kill exactly. It's not the okay corral. <laughs> Irrational times in the chat. We want you to take it to the corral, okay? It's not the okay corral. What? Sir, I left school at aged eight. I don't know what you're talking about. A case involving a possible serial killer in Virginia. Uh, he meets his killer. victims on dating sites. He meets his victims then at motels. Uh, after he inflicts trauma to his victims. And trauma. Winning TV with a diamond. Agent Sebastian is weeping at this story. He's weeping, but tears of blood, Phil. <laughs> For there will be vengeance. <laughs> Put away your cart or Phil will fuck you up. Kills them. He transports their bodies to their final resting place. In a shopping Literally cart. in a shopping cart. Wow. So that's not returning the cart to the corral. Now, if he... <laughs> If he wheels the body <laughs> to its to its final resting place, let's just say. Let's say he takes the shopping cart from the Publix and he takes it off down the road where he's parked his car. He's got the body in the in the boot of the car, in the trunk. He takes it out of the trunk, he puts it in the cart. If he wheels the cart down to the river and just kind of wheels the shopping cart into the mud or what have you and just walks away, that's not acceptable. But... If he returns his cart after he's disposed of the body, then I think, I think to be fair, in the kingdom of Boogeystan, we can have no, no problem with that. <laughs> because as long as you're taking your cart back, if he, if he left the cart out and didn't return it, that would be the worst crime possible in the kingdom of Boogeystan. The murdering comes later. Look, we only picked him up on the murdering charge because he didn't return his cart. <laughs> Imagine if you got caught for not returning your carts and they just found bodies in them. Oh, wow. Hey, I guess we got lucky here, Sarge. We caught one. Fantastic. Exactly. It seems practical. And there's video to that effect. The suspect police say is this man, Anthony Robinson. There's He's video? There's video of him pushing bodies around in shopping carts? charged with murder in the deaths of Aline Redmond from Harrisonburg and Tonita Smith from Charlottesville. Both women have been reported missing. Harrisonburg Police Department and Charlottesville Police Department were conducting two separate missing persons investigations, which resulted in narrowing the focus to the search this open lot. Uh, both women were discovered within a short distance of each other. Uh, dead um although <laughs> that's one way of putting it thank you officer i've been to the top of mount everest i've sailed the seven seas i've shared the stage with all the best a lot of good it did for me look we have an announcement to make uh the two victims were found uh dead <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm not laughing at the fact they're dead. It was just the deadpan delivery that threw me off. Very strange. The focus to the search this open lot. Uh, both women were discovered within a short distance of each other. Yep. Uh, dead. dead. Um, although their deaths took place at two separate times. 
Anthony Robinson, age 35, was arrested um, as a result of video surveillance and cell phone records that connected him to two uh, victims. A third possible victim police in Fairfax, Virginia have identified is Cheyenne Brown. Detectives continue to explore the possibility whether Stephanie Harrison from California, who traveled to Alexandria, Virginia, may be another victim. The state of decomposition for the two victims found here in Fairfax County was, was so bad. And incidentally, too, if you do use your shopping cart for transportation of murder victims, do know that it would be, you know, um, I think fair in the sense of etiquette to hose off the shopping cart before you return it. Because it wouldn't be fair on the shopping cart boy and it wouldn't be fair on the next shopper, would it? If they were to pull a cart out and there's, you know, pieces of human in it, stinking it up. You know, you'll get home and you'll think that the, you know, the milk has gone off in the, in the trunk of the car. So we can't have that. So please do be considerate. If you are going to use your shopping cart for the transportation of the dead, at least hose it off before you return it. We'd rather get it back a day later, clean, than the same day full of exactly severe decomposition. Can't have that. All right. With that, I think we did okay. I got through it. Thank you for joining us on the Hangover stream. Don't forget to follow our friends. Follow everyone. Uh, Joy of Pessy will be around over the weekend too, this weekend doing some big streams. So uh, until next time, I'll be back next week. Don't forget the starting block from yesterday as well. If you missed it, it was a drunken mess, which will probably explain today's show. <laughs> so till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye.
not for yourself, of course, for the people that you love and for the people that we all depend on. Our nurses, our 